Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, you guys, and welcome. I'm so excited to chat with you guys today. And I really want to talk to you guys today about intuitive eating and trusting yourself. So I made a post. Well, I'm going to make a post. Actually, I made a post on threads, and I'm going to actually pull it up. Um, See here. Okay, so what I said was, You can trust yourself and your body without my fitness pal, but you won't get there if you keep tracking. So this is the thing. So many people are scared to eat intuitively, to trust themselves with food because you have tracked for so long, or maybe you have been following a certain set of rules for, you know, quite a long time. And at the beginning, you don't have trust. At the beginning, you don't know, am I hungry? Am I full? What foods satisfy me? You don't know because you are relying on these external factors to tell you like how much you should be eating. So tracking feels very safe. It feels very um, comforting. And if you are somebody who tracks calories and macros, it's probably because you like control. At the end of the day, if I know exactly how much I need to be eating, then it's like I feel safe because I know that all I need to do is follow the set of carbs, protein, and fat, and I'm good. And the thing is, too many people say, I can't trust myself to eat intuitively. But the only way that you get to eating intuitively is by practicing it, right? The only way that you can build self-trust is by turning inwards, by checking in with your body, by asking yourself, am I hungry? How does this food make me feel? And at the beginning, you might not know if I'm hungry. Like if somebody asked me a few years ago, or if somebody told me, just listen to your body, I would be like, well, my body is literally not telling me anything. Like, I don't know if I'm hungry. I don't know if I'm full. Or I know that I'm hungry, but I never I never pay attention to it. Or I know that I'm full, but I'm just going to keep on eating. So at the beginning, you might not be able to just listen to your body. Like, what does that even mean? Because you have been listening to my fitness pal. So it's almost like, of course, of course, You don't know how to trust yourself yet. Self-trust doesn't come through relying on my fitness pal. 
self-trust does not come through relying on external factors or asking somebody else how much they're eating or asking somebody else how much you should eat. Self-trust. Self-trust means I trust my body to know when I'm hungry and to stop when I'm full. But the way that you get there is not by continuing to track, continuing to use my fitness pal. It requires you to stop focusing on external factors and to turn inwards. And think about it like this. If you have, like when you were younger, and let's say you started riding a bike, I'm sure your parents probably put training wheels on your bike, right? Because it's like, okay, make sure we don't fall. Like, this is the first time you're riding the bike. You have to have the training wheels on to make sure that you don't fall off. Like, it's a safety thing, right? But you don't spend the rest of your life riding your bike with training wheels on. You're going to reach one day where you're like, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to take off the training wheels. Like, I'm ready to ride my bike, right? Like, I'm, I'm so ready to ride my bike. Is it going to be scary? Yep. Am I going to fall on my face? Who knows? Maybe. Am I going to little be a little wobbly? Is it going to be a little messy at the beginning? Yeah, I might crash into a tree. I might fall on my face. But the reality is, like, I'm ready to be set free. I'm just talking about intuitive eating. So, so taking off the training wheels is like deleting my fitness pal. When you've been riding your bike with training wheels, it feels safe. It feels comforting. When you've been tracking calories and macros in my fitness pal for so many years, or you've been on a keto diet, or you've been doing intermittent fasting or whatever it is, it's like you feel safe to do that. But then you're going to reach a point where you're like, I'm ready to stop. Like I'm ready to have food freedom. Like I'm ready to have a normal balanced relationship with food. I'm ready to eat normally again. So I'm ready to quote unquote, take off the training wheels, so to speak. I'm ready to delete my fitness pal. And the first time that you delete my fitness pal, it might look messy. It might be like, ah, I ate too much. Or, oh, I'm so scared. Like, I don't know, like, and maybe you might be like even tracking in your head because if you've been tracking for a really long time then you kind of like memorize the macros, right? So, so it, it might look messy at the beginning, just like taking off the training wheels. But the only way that you can actually ride your bike without the training wheels is by taking the training wheels off. The only way you can eat intuitively without my fitness pal is by deleting my fitness pal. And I know it can feel so scary, but the reality is, the reality is, is I think what's even scarier than deleting my fitness pal is to continue to use my fitness pal for the rest of your life until you're 80, 90 years old. Like the last thing that I would want for you guys is to be like, still tracking calories and macros when you're 80 years old. It's like, if you know that you're not going to be tracking for the rest of your life, might as well, might as well learn how to build self-trust now. Might as well, might as well have to, might as well 
start to listen to your body, not an app. Might as well tune into your body. Tune into your hunger and fullness, right? For the longest time, I never wanted to delete my fitness pal because I didn't trust myself. But I had this realization of the only way I'm going to trust myself is if I actually turn inwards and I don't use my fitness pal, right? And, And get this. A lot of people say, I can't eat intuitively because I don't trust myself. But do you trust yourself right now tracking calories and macros? Probably not. At least I didn't. When I was tracking calories and macros, I didn't trust myself. And that's why I was tracking. I didn't trust myself to eat intuitively. So I needed like the security blanket. I need, I needed my fitness pal to tell me how much I should eat. I didn't trust myself to just be at a healthy weight. So I weighed myself every day. When you don't trust yourself, when you don't trust yourself, you do everything you can to control. So I don't trust myself to eat intuitively. I'm going to rely on my fitness pal. But that doesn't build trust. You keep on relying on my fitness pal to tell you how much you should be eating instead of turning inwards to figure out how much you should be eating. And it's such a freeing feeling, you guys, when you can just wake up in the morning and decide what to eat and you have that trust. But that trust isn't going to come in a day or a week or maybe a month. Like it's going to take some time. But so many people, so many people are like, I can't delete my fitness pal pal, because I don't have trust. But you have to delete my fitness pal in order to build trust. Like it's, it's a whole process. It's a whole process, right? Is grazing or munching throughout the day the same as a binge? No. Grazing and munching is more like mindless emotional eating versus binging, which is like completely out of control, out of body experience, no control, right? So that there is definitely a big distinction between binging and just like grazing. Now, obviously, you you also don't want to be like just grazing throughout the day or like mindlessly snacking uh, and munching throughout the day. Not that there's anything wrong with snacking throughout the day, but when you know it's mindless, like when you know that you're kind of just like mentally checked out and you're just like eating because you're bored or eating because we don't want to deal with uncomfortable emotions or like if we're just eating for the sake of eating, then obviously that is something to look into as well too. So I'm just curious, like, are you eating intuitively right now? Are you tracking calories and macros? Like, where are you kind of at? I know for a lot of people, some people are like, you're either like balls of the wall, like tracking everything. Or I also know some people who are eating intuitively, but they're still out of control. And the reason that you might be eating intuitively, but still feeling out of control is because you actually haven't healed your relationship with food. You haven't built up that trust yet. And like I said at the beginning, trust takes time. Think about a relationship, right? Do you trust? Do Like the first time you've met your partner, you're kind of like, okay, like, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, I don't know if I fully trust you yet, but then you spend more time with them And then you build up trust. Guess what? You spend more time with yourself 
versus an app. And then you can build up that self-trust, right? But imagine you're like, I'm never going to hang out with my partner. Well, you're not going to ever trust them, right? You have to spend time with them in order to, to build up that trust. This is how relationships work. This is the same with intuitive eating. If you just avoid intuitive eating and never spend time with yourself, you only spend time in my fitness pal, you're not going to build up that self-trust. I just had a lovely tea and a nice pudding and I just want to eat chocolate and crisps. So this is actually, so I actually made a TikTok video about this. And what I, what I said was when you're craving something, but you choose something else instead, you end up always eating the thing that you wanted in the first place. So there is nothing wrong with having the chocolate and the crisps. But a lot of the times it's like, I probably shouldn't have those foods. So I'm going to have the protein pudding. I'm going to have the tea to quote unquote do good, but that's actually not what you're act like what you're actually craving. So then you have the tea, you have the protein pudding and you're like, okay, I might be full, but I'm not really satisfied. So I'm going to go and have the chocolate and the crisp anyways. And now not only are you going to be overly full because you might be full from the pudding, but now like there's the guilt and the shame and the judgment and all of these things. So it would have been so much better if you would have just had the chocolate and the crisps in the first place. This happens so often, right? It's like, I have to try to do good. So I'm not going to have the chocolate. I'm just going to have some fruit. And sure, you might love fruit and it, it tastes good, but it's not what you wanted. Yeah, you're so welcome. And 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 I am all about like like getting in protein and and health, like I'm all about that. But when it comes to healing your relationship with food, we cannot dismiss cravings. And I know you you put like a sad face. It's like don't feel bad. Don't feel bad for wanting those foods. Like go and have it. This is your permission slip to go and have it because you are going to feel way more satisfied. You're going to feel way more satisfied. There's so much like judgment of like, I shouldn't have these foods or like these foods are bad. Like I I shouldn't have this or like, I'm so bad for eating this. But if it's what you're craving, like honor it. People always ask me, Lorna, how do you manage cravings? And I'm like, I don't, I honor them. And that's why I don't binge. Right. So something to think about. Um, so do we have any questions? I really wanted to bring up this conversation on um, just trusting yourself without my fitness pal. Like you can trust yourself. It might not be true for you right now, but it takes time to build. You have to delete my fitness pal in order to build that trust. You have to turn inwards in order to understand your body. Your body is so wise. I promise you do not need my fitness pal. I promise your hunger cues are there. They have just been muted and blocked for years of not listening to them and choosing my fitness pal instead. So your hunger and fullness cues are there. Your body is very smart. Your body wants to take such good care of you. You can get to a point where you eat when you're hungry and you stop when you're full. It's just going to take some time. So I hope this was very helpful for you guys. Um, do you have any tips on getting over the urge to weigh yourself daily, even though it makes no sense to do so? Well, again, this is a control thing. 
I just got to, okay, I know that I should not weigh myself because I know it literally just messes with my head, but it's like, I feel like I have to because I like to be in control. And if I know that the number on the scale is going down, then I can be happy or I can have whatever I want, right? So it is really just a control thing. So I would just, honestly, like it depends on kind of where you're at. Maybe you have to even get rid of your scale. Like maybe you have to delete, you have to, I was going to say delete your scale. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you have to like throw your scale. I don't even own a scale. But even if I had a scale, I wouldn't weigh myself. But I'm just saying like, maybe you got to get rid of the scale. Um, But also just remind yourself of like, like uh, nobody ever feels amazing after weighing themselves. Even if the number on the scale goes down, it still messes with your head because then you're like, oh, like I did so good. So like now I can't mess up. Okay, now I can't have the chocolate because I'm going down in weight. Or it's like, I can have all the chocolate because I'm down in weight. And then that just messes with your head. So there's literally no benefit. So you just have to keep reminding yourself of that. And then maybe ask yourself, like, why am I trying to control? How can I surrender? Because again, weighing yourself every single day is a control thing. I don't trust myself, so I have to weigh myself every day. I don't trust myself around food, so I have to weigh my food, right? So it, it's really just a control thing. So how can we be okay with surrendering and remind ourselves that if I am literally feeling so good, if I am feeling energetic and I'm moving my body from a place of self-love, I'm getting in good quality sleep, I'm being kind to myself, I'm speaking positively to myself, it really does not matter what the number on the scale says. Think of two scenarios. You can either be down 20 pounds, let's just say, for example, be 20 pounds and be thinking about food 24-7, binging, feeling out of control and super anxious, but you're down 20 pounds. Or it's like, You maintain a weight, but you never think about food ever. You have zero binge urges. You're feeling so good. You have so much energy. You're you're working out. You're going for walks. You take good care of yourself. You feel incredible. Which one would you rather? And for some people, you'll be like, but Lorna, I I would, yeah, I don't care. I just want to lose the weight. But when you really think deep down, you want to feel good. I struggle with binging on healthy snacks. Um that they are no longer healthy, for example, hummus. So a lot of the times people binge on healthy snacks. This was actually me because there's still a fear of eating the the real thing or like what you actually want. So for example, I used to binge on like protein bars. I used to binge on like dark chocolate or like nuts, like cashews, which is, which is like a major, major, major trigger food, Right. And the reason I would binge on like these healthier foods was because I was, I thought I was like being healthier by binging on those foods. But I mean, binging is binging, right? Binging is not healthy, no matter, you know, what foods you, you binge on. Um, so I would just like look at that and be like, okay, maybe I'm binging on healthy foods because I really want the cookie, but I'm not allowing myself to have the cookie, Right. Susan says, I rather feel good the way I am. Always think I'll feel better, thinner. And it's so common. It's so common, right? It's like, I 
I think I'm going to feel better when I feel thinner, but even if I lost weight, but I'm still binging and I'm self-sabotaging every single day or every single week, like, do I feel really good? Probably not. Right. Um, I'm triggered by social events during or after. So if there is triggers during social situations, it might be because you're trying to change your food uh, throughout the day. So for example, it's like when most people go to social events, it's like, I have to not eat all day because I know during the social event, I'm going to eat so much. But then what ends up happening is like, you don't eat all day and then you're so impulsive. So then it's like, you have all these trigger foods and then you're so hungry. It's like, of course, you're going to be triggered because you haven't eaten all day. Or if you are eating, but you haven't actually made peace with those trigger foods, then of course it's also going to be triggering. Cause it's like, Ooh, I don't have these foods at my house. I don't keep chocolate in my house. I don't keep brownies in my house. And this is why keeping trigger foods out of the house is never a solution because you're going to eventually be around trigger foods, right? You're going to go to friends' houses. You're going to go to social events and there's going to be the food there. So we might as well make peace with that food. That was the nail on the head. Yes, I've been doing this for quite some time. So I hope that was helpful. I'm finding your content really helpful. Thank you for bringing this subject to the TikTok platform. You are so welcome. All right, you guys. Well, that is all for today. I hope you guys found this very helpful. Thank you guys for being here. I hope maybe this will be your sign to delete my fitness pal and build self-trust. Like it's going to take time. Know that it's going to take time. Know that you are, your body is so wise. Your body is so smart. You guys can do this. You guys are so welcome. Just found your page. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. You are so incredibly welcome. Goodbye from Maine. Amazing, you guys. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. And we'll chat with you guys soon. Bye.